have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast. With Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Bienvenue. <laughs> Willkommen. Welcome to The Gentleman Podcast. Um, I'm sitting to the left of the festive Glenn Stansberry. Um, and we say festive because it's it's the Christmas it's the Christmas episode. This Depending is. On, on when you're on when or if you're listening to this. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm excited about this. Um, we've got some new technology for the audio. We've got the the fortress is is Christmas decorated. Yeah. Um, so we, we have that going for us. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so welcome. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. Uh, I am Brian McKinney, and Glenn and I started a site called Gentleman.com. Um, it's it's a site yeah. that you should go visit. It's a site for manly content. Yes, exactly. That's all we're about. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I should. I wanted to make a note of the surroundings, that the beautiful surroundings yes. we're in. Brian has right. decked out his lovely home in, uh, he, he does this for, what, ha- Halloween and Halloween. Christmas, right? Brian goes all out. Um, Halloween and Christmas. Yep. Um, those are the two big holidays, you know. Um, yeah, I think that tree. Did you get that out of your backyard? Is yeah, that, well, I that chopped that down from a farm outside <laughs> oh, of oh, yeah, 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 outside of town. Don't right. tell anybody about mm-hmm. that. Um, unfortunately, yeah, it's it's you know, it, it, you have to get your Christmas tree the the real way. You know, that's that's, that's right. how I feel. Um, but yeah, so. Um, Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. Uh, we're, we're, you know, glad that you're listening. If you're listening, I, I have the suspicion you're probably not. But no, th- yep. I, I think we only have three listeners at this point. Um, at this, po- well, considering we haven't actually, yeah, released this well, show yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So actually, there's, there's only two listeners at least. Well, yeah. So if you're listening to this right now, you're, you're probably the government. You're yeah. or, <laughs> or or Glenn. We want to say thank you to the NSA. For, yeah. Exactly. Uh, we we appreciate your your overlords and um, anyway uh, okay so uh, yeah we're gonna get right into this and we're gonna start with the as we always do we're gonna start with the drink of the week um, and this week you know this is a Christmas episode of gentlemen mm-hmm. uh, the gentleman podcast um, and of course you know the, the quintessential Christmas drink is of course eggnog eggnog absolutely yeah and so that that's what we're drinking during the episode. Um, you know, and we have a we have a very we have a high end eggnog paired with a uh, a Buffalo Trace a low bourbon. end no okay it's Buffalo not. Trace don't be sad I, I our love friends Buffalo at Trace. Buffalo Trace would be very upset with you <laughs> if they knew that you were saying that about their bourbon I would never I love Buffalo Trace Buffalo Trace I, love is Buffalo. I do too top two it, no, I uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a that I can there's, afford. There's old, there's old granddad, right? Which is always you know mm-hmm. first in our hearts, right? Okay. And um, uh, you, you Buffalo Trace, you got Maker's Mark, Maker's Mark, yeah. Um, and I mean, I've never had it, but I hear it's awesome. Basil, uh, Basil Hayden's. Hayden's, yeah. Yes, I I have actually had that, and it, it is awesome. It's really great, is it? good stuff. Yeah, huh. uh, I've had that in Kentucky. I was there. Oh. I said, give me a nice bourbon, and they gave me like a hundred dollar drink of bourbon or something. That that's an exaggeration. It was like I don't know, fifteen bucks or something like that for a. a I'd pay fifteen bucks for a, a high end bourbon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's so, but, and that is yeah what we mixed the uh, the eggnog with. Uh, yeah, Buffalo Trace. Right, and yes. there's and I should add that there are other ways to make eggnog. You can 
You can whip your own eggs. You know, it's an egg-based drink. Oh, okay. Can, I didn't know Yeah. Yeah, it's actually... Uh, I've always had the mix. So. Yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of work because you're actually, you know, mixing up egg whites and like... <laughs> Or maybe it's a whole egg. I'm not entirely sure, but mm. I've, uh, clearly I've never made it. But there, yes. there are lots of different variations. Uh, but the wonderful thing about eggnog is that you can basically you can put any kind of alcohol in it, right. and it's still eggnog. So yeah. we chose bourbon. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of that, that's the standard kind of most people yeah. go with bourbon or rum. But historically, I think it's like rum, brandy yeah. mixture, yeah. or something like that. Um, interesting. Sure. Speaking of history, oh. about eggnog, Glenn. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you knew about the Eggnog Riot. Have mm. you ever heard of this? <laughs> no, I haven't. This is news well, to me. Well, you know, uh, I, I was doing some research about eggnog just because, you know, I knew that was going to be the drink of the week. And, and so I found out about the Eggnog Riot at West Point um, Academy. The cadets uh, were... The, the cadets on Christmas... Uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, 1826. Mm. There was a... There was, a, there was something called the Eggnog Riot. <laughs> and what happened was... Um, so the the cadets um, at West Point were forbidden from drinking alcohol. Um, and that was just part of their their thing that they did. Um, and it was Christmas, you know. They, they wanted to have a party, mm. and uh, so what they did was they smuggled in some whiskey. Yep. Um, it's the most good party start. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. They the the academy specifically said that your eggnog cannot have any alcohol in it. You can have eggnog, but no alcohol. So they smuggled in some whiskey. But the unfortunate part about that was because that they were so there were so many tight rules on on drinking that the people that were partaking in the whiskey eggnog got ludicrously out of control drunk. Um, oh, they had no tolerance. Well, yeah, that that could play into it, um, and also they probably drank way more than they probably would have <laughs> if they could have just had some whiskey right. infused eggnog right. like we were doing right now. Yeah. Um, C prohibition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so apparently this this escalated to the point where there was at least one third of the cadets. Were involved in this riot where the actual captain of the they they started by knocking on his door and running away in the middle of the night, and then they it, this evolved into them actually shooting a pistol into the captain's room <laughs> while he was there, destroying property, all this stuff. Um, hey, this is good old Cappy upset. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, and then the captain, like after they shot the gun, apparently the captain busted out of his room and like grabbed the cadets and started arresting them and like you know taking control of the situation as the captain of West Point would probably do. I'd probably be pissed. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, the, apparently one third of the cadet, cadets were involved and wow. twenty of them were court-martialed um, for the incident. Um, and it was all based on a whiskey-infused eggnog. So. There you go. Wow. I wonder what this podcast is going to yield. Yeah. Well, we'll see. This is the exact same. Exactly. More or less. Yeah. See, Brian, I, I have an issue with this story because, um, I mean, I, well, I have an issue. It's a commentary on, on, on today, you know, in the last hundred years, our society. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they rioted over petty things like, right. you know, um, racial equality. Right. And, and, you know, rights for different types of people. Rights of, yeah, rights of people. I mean... We're just talking about the right to drink some eggnog with some whiskey. The right to eggnog. You know, yeah. Th- that is at the core right. of being an American. No, I see. It, no, your point is that, like, you know, it, it, has, it doesn't have to be this major social issue. Like, if somebody's keeping you down and you can't drink eggnog with whiskey <laughs> in it, you have to rise up. Shoot a pistol through the captain's room. That's right. And you gotta, you gotta get after it. You can't... Yeah. So, I guess I should pose a question. This is a good hypothetical. What What is the who Who is the captain in your life that's keeping you from the eggnog? Yeah, that's true. You gotta ask yourself that question. Yeah, 
I mean, this just got real, real, real yeah. heavy, real quick. Seriously, yeah. Much like the sweet concoction we're drinking. Exactly. Yeah. But it's smooth. Yeah, it is. Okay, so cheers to that. Cheers oh, to cheers. eggnog. Cheers. And to that captain in your life that's keeping you down, you just go shoot a pistol through his his bedroom door. <laughs> it's probably not Captain Morgan. Well, it could be keeping you down. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Could be Captain Morgan. Well, I don't know. Mm. But it depends. Depends uh, on the person. Yeah. I will say I, I do love I do love eggnog. eggnog yeah. Is... It's a good it's a good drink. It's unfortunate it's only once a year, but I, I actually it's not okay. So not to belabor the point here, but my brother when he was in high school, so my brother's a really skinny guy. Mm. Not anymore. He's pretty he's pretty stout fella. Yeah. Like wiry but mm-hmm. when he was in high school he was really skinny and, and he, the the weight teacher the, the strength teacher at the high school right mm-hmm. he's like Ed if you want to put on some bulk go buy some eggnog alright <laughs> you drink two glasses every night you put on some muscle wow and, like, and so he seriously did, and I think he threw up a bunch and you well, know cause it's a lot of eggnog to hey man you gotta you, you gotta give to yeah give to take you know I guess um, oh, to oh to be able to drink eggnog and not you know, yeah yeah I could see it as a weight gain. <laughs> I could definitely see it. Yeah, for sure. A lot of calories. Yes. Okay, but that's all right. Mm-hmm. You know. So next we're gonna do the uh, the gentleman featured side of the week, um, and this one I, I'm excited about this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, this is a great site. Um, gets posted on Gentlemen all the time. Gets posted by me on Gentlemen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the and that, litmus test, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you know, you, you gotta, you, you have to have that. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, it's it's called manmadediy.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and the point of this site is that it, it's basically just a a site that has all kinds of great projects to build out. Um, you know, and if you're looking at the homepage, like you know, I'm kind of browsing through right now. It says. You know, a project on how to make your own uh, do-it-yourself Instagram coasters with your own photos. Um, a recipe for Nutella hot chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> um, come on. That's that's good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It, so there's all kinds of projects like this. And this is all stuff that's been posted in the last week. Um, and they've got years of this stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a it's a group of guys that, that run this site and all kinds of great projects for um, for guys to to work out and and, um. yeah yeah, the thing i like about the site is that it's not just one type of thing you know it's not Mm like diy you know construction project it's it's everything there's food and um you know just kind of general um you know food and i wouldn't say crafts yeah yeah, but i mean like yeah so like, like for example right now they have on their site the easiest way to thread a needle. Right. Right. Which, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, that's that's helpful stuff. That's, mm-hmm. that's good to know. Um, so, uh, great site, man-made DIY. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, you know, go do some stuff. Build some stuff that's, yep. that's on the site. Um, lots of great projects out there. So, check it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, the My Dad Was in a Band post is really... Uh... Yeah, what's the story with this uh, My Dad Was in a Band? <clears throat> uh, apparently, one of the... Oh, sharing stories of children uh, whom had a dad in a band. So, wow, this is a most-looking band. Most of the bands only experienced regional success. (laughs) So, so not very successful bands. um, But that's that's interesting. It's a good. Interesting. Project. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So moving on. Um, so yeah. So next up, we're gonna we're gonna move into some interesting things that have been posted to gentleman.com Yes. Over the past week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And we're going to get right into this. We're going to start out with, um, first of all, um, this this was posted by Rob Booth 3. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for posting this, Rob. Uh, number one most dangerous children's toy in history, <laughs> the Atomic Energy Lab, 1949. Uh, and then it says, as a subtext, it contained one uranium core. Um, <laughs> or sorry, it contained uranium ore. Yes. Not not core. A core. A core seems more. This is like what it's like a whole bomb, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like okay. So uh, but so this is a this is a children's toy uh from 1949 that was obviously all about atomic energy. And you know back in the back in the 50s and the 40s, I think people were people were, you know, atomic energy was on people's minds. That was that was really interesting cool tech and apparently also people thought it was harmless, so they were having their kids play with it, but right. it seems like a terrible idea. Right. Um you know, you can make bombs out of it, but I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's. Uh... Yeah, sure, it's totally fine. Um, the yeah, it has a list of, of ingredients of this of this kit, um, and it comes with a Geiger counter, which I think is helpful because yeah. if if your kid's playing with uranium, you want to know how much radiation they've been exposed to. So yeah. it does come with a Geiger counter. If the glowing doesn't tip you off, yeah. You know? So you do have like a safety mechanism there. You wah, can wah. yeah, you can run your Geiger counter over your kid. Um, it has four uranium ore samples. Um, so uranium, that's cool. Um, low level radiation sources, alpha, beta, and gamma particles. Um, a prospecting for uranium book. Um, and several other psychotic, um, irresponsible articles. Yep. Uh, so, you know, people say today's toys for kids are dangerous. Um, I tell you you what, it is, it is interesting, the evolution of toys and like, yeah, you know, children's yeah. Things like, for example, like, uh, you know, if you have, you know, I, uh, I have two daughters now, and like, you have a, they're almost three years apart, mm-hmm. and things that we got for the first daughter have been recalled. Oh, really? Or, yeah, it's oh, crazy. Wow. I mean, like, like yeah. car seats and cribs and super expensive. <laughs> Don't use this car seat. <laughs> yeah, whatever you do. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's interesting because you know you talk to, to like even you know you're having a conversation with my wife's. Yeah. Mom about like you know what'd you do for right. a car seat? She's like, what do you what do you mean a car seat? Like we held. I you? took a high chair from <laughs> yeah. Pizza Hut and I strapped, strapped it, it in. <laughs> yeah, you know, and so I think we've kind of well, this obviously this is an example. This is a, this is like the polar opposite of like back when everything was. Yeah, though you wouldn't even give this. To, I mean. You wouldn't even give this to an adult. Like <laughs> this is like the example of the thing where the old guy shows up. And he's yeah. like, I didn't have fire trucks when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Like they used right. to give me uranium to yeah. play with. Geiger counters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, no, it is an interesting evolution of of, yeah. of toys. Um, you have to wonder about this. Like, I'm not a chemist. I'm not a scientist. So I don't know how dangerous a uranium ore given to kids is. I, is is uranium uh, inherently? Um, and I was a history major. I have no idea. Okay. I did wow. have a. I do have a friend who, and he's he's a, he's got a doctorate in pharmaceuticals. But, okay. Or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, he uh, he said that he took a Geiger counter home from from the lab just to like test random stuff around his house. He's like <laughs> one of those guys who's always like, I wonder what this will do. Anyway, yeah. so he said the scariest thing he'd ever seen was he took his Geiger counter over by the uh, he took out the lint trap in his dryer. And it was like, like, it was just going off. Weird. Yeah. So So some radiation exposed lint. 
I, is, you I don't know. know. He, he said it was scary how much radiation is in your lint trap. So. Okay. Well, folks, but, yeah. get get the children's kit, get the Geiger counter out of it, and then go test your yeah. lint trap yeah. in, your, um, don't, in your dryer. Don't give lint traps to kids for Christmas. Okay. That's the takeaway. Those take are away. dangerous. That's the takeaway from this. Give yep. them the atomic energy kit, but don't give them a lint trap yeah. to play with. Yeah, there, there you, go. you go. That's it. Okay. Well, now that we got that sorted. Um, yeah. So okay. So moving on. Um, next, we've got this one's. This one's pretty awesome. Uh, this is. Uh, <laughs> this was posted by. Uh, gosh, how how would you say this username? Dusk, Dusk versus versus tweak? tweak. Dusk versus Tweak. Yeah. Interesting username. Okay, that's cool. Um, I, th- I saw Twerk. There. Twerk. <laughs> that's more of a subconscious thing, though. Yeah. Um, sorry. You're right. So. So this is the Lord of the Rings Rivendell recreated with 200,000 Legos. Um, yeah. Well, well, I mean, what more can we say about this? Uh, there, it is, okay. Have you ever done a, have you ever done a Lego project? Yeah. Oh, okay. You've done one. I, I haven't done, oh, actually. Okay. Yeah. You so have what, done What one. was your, what was your Lego project? I think it was like a, I think it was like a moon explorer, like. So it was like it a box. Wheels. Yeah, it was a box thing. Okay. It was it was smallish. Yeah. Compared. Yeah, compared I mean I think I had a few Lego sets and combined that. You know. So I had um I I do a thing where I and I'm actually going to talk about this later in the show actually, I think. Um I do a thing <laughs> where I I make ornaments for my my immediate family members oh. every year. Oh. Um, it's a thing that I do. And last year, were you going to post any of this to Man-made DIY? Or well, give them this, some... this, I think I might have gotten this off of man-made DIY. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what am I about to say? Okay, so I, last year, I actually made Millennium Falcon um, ornaments <laughs> out of Legos. Nice. That were, I think it might have been a link that was posted on man-made DIY. Um, and it, you, you basically have to order like 80 custom parts. Or not not custom parts. You have to order 80 individual parts and then follow the directions and put them put them together. Huh. And and in fact, I have the ornament here. I actually have the, I have the ornament here on my tree. I'm going to get the. Ryan's ornament getting right the ornament. Now. I will. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have Lynn examine my uh, my Lego craft. This would be good. I'm... Um. So here we go. Yeah. So here's the. Wow. And I'll maybe I'll post a picture of the ornament on uh, on gentlemen. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Did you, you glue it together? Or is it just no no no? no. It's, it's all just snapped together. You know, standard wow. Lego stuff. I guess that's like any ornament. They're pretty fragile. <sighs> yeah, it's true. That's true. That's pretty awesome, man. I I give it two thumbs up. Okay, two thumbs way up. Yeah, that's that's a that's a solid Millennium Falcon. So um, did you have to go ornament. to a site and buy? You what you do is you go to the site. Um, I I don't know what the site. Is. Ah, uh, I'm not, I have to I have to I have to reference this site because I'm talking about it so much. Um, we'll put the show notes. It's not a yeah. Big... Uh, it's um. I oh gosh. Oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. So the site is uh, it's a guy named uh, Chris Chris and it's called the Millennium Falcon uh, part part list, and and it gives you instructions and all the parts that you need to order to build the Millennium Falcon uh, ornament for your tree. So <laughs> yes, cool. yeah. So anyway, the point is, yes, um, that's the only Lego project I've ever done. Back in the day, you know, I only had like the basic building blocks. Yeah. I never really did anything. It wasn't uh, extravagant like the Lord of the Rings, right. uh, you know, Rivendell Village. Two hundred thousand Lego blocks. Yeah. 
Well, it, the article says that 200,000 Lego blocks um, took them the better part of a year to craft this thing. They had to make, they had to have several so. um, custom, like custom, like legitimately custom Lego parts ordered specifically to build. <laughs> um, that uh, that that goes well. So it's based on the Rivendell that is shown in the Lord of the Rings movies, and it's an entire Rivendell village in Legos. Um, it's quite it's quite large and impressive, actually. Um, Ten feet by five feet. See, I can't. I I appreciate this, and I'm in awe of it, but I just can't. I could never do something like that. I just I just. I think the, you have to be very. There has to be. There's a very intersecting. You know, I think there's two. There's two intersecting, um, you know, things with this. This is, this is these are people that number one love the Lord of the Rings, and number two love building things with Legos, um, because to be able to design something like this in Legos, I mean, that's very impressive. Like I look at the Millennium Falcon, which is fits in my hand. Yeah, and I'm like wow, that's pretty cool that this guy put this together. This is an entire village of stuff that. Uh, you know it's like what five ten feet by five feet yes so and but i would i would love to have that in my living room just that's the other thing too what do you do when it's done well you know i I don't know (laughs) i mean it might be in your living room it might stay there for a while i don't know what you do with that it's very i don't know it's very cool um I don't know. I don't think I ever had the patience for... I think that's the thing yeah. for me is I never had the patience for Legos. You'd like start building Frodo and then like... Just be like, ah. screw this. <laughs> Done with it. Yeah. I'm a- well, it said it, it took him a better part of a year so yeah, to do that. I definitely would not have the patience for that. Um, impressive, uh, but useless... I don't know. Oh well, Brian. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. That, that's, I, I that's question their sanity more than anything. Like, yeah. How do you... I appreciate their dedication to both the Lord of the Rings and Lego building. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's it's so impressive. That's dedication. It is dedication. That's dedication right there. Okay, so all right. Actually, who who did this? Who was who are the people that did this? I want to. I want to. Uh, let me see here. It's uh, Al- Alice Finch and David Frank. Oh, okay. So I guess two independent people that were both into the same thing. See, it would be really cool. I, I see a documentary here, Brian. It's like, say there's like these two people met randomly online and they're like, you know what the world needs? Is a Rivendell. Like, a a, a 200,000 piece of Rivendell. In Legos. And so they started building, you know, one of them moved close to the other one. They started this building is, this little is blossoms. Like, yeah, this, this is like a movie. <laughs> this is like, you know. Uh, what, what would be a catchy name for this movie? Yeah. Uh, Lego My Heart? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, you know, uh, so You've Got Mail or something yeah, like yeah. that, where it's like, you know. You've got like Rivendell. The, it's like internet. Yeah, you've got Rivendell. <laughs> you know, it's two people exchanging their yeah. their anonymous love for Lord of the Rings and Lego yeah. building until it blossoms into a 200,000-piece Lego building. <laughs> Anyway, who are, I don't know, I don't know who these people are, but we're gonna talk. We'll, we should get a hold of them, yeah, and say we appreciate their craftsmanship, yeah, and we've talked about their their amazing craftsmanship, and we just want to know when are you guys gonna get married? That's right. Yeah. Also, we have a movie deal waiting. Yeah, a movie deal and a script. There are people on gentlemen that um, may or may not be directors of popular. It's true. TV shows. It's true that we do have. Yes, that's actually that's actually true, folks. No, yeah. we're not gonna. 
And we, we can't talk about the exact shows. We're not going to let you underneath the Komodo right now. Yeah. Not but Komodo, do, that's that, a yeah. dragon. That's, um, that, we're going to let you under the dragon. <laughs> Isn't that a movie, <laughs> Under the Dragon? <laughs> but the point is... All right. Yeah. Man, what's in that eggnog? I don't know. Okay. The point is, the point Sorry. is, yeah, we know people. And Legos are impressive. Legos are impressive. Great love story. Lego my heart. <laughs> Lego my heart. Okay. Um, the next, the next thing was posted by. Uh, it's a, it's either bull or bolle. Bolle. I'm gonna go with bolle because that sounds more. Bolle. Bulle 982. Um, 11 Spectacular Cliff Paths. Um, and this one, this one's kind of, this is, this is like naturally occurring, you know, stuff. Actually, a lot of this stuff, uh, speaking of, of Rivendell, you know, a lot of these pictures actually look like a real life Rivendell type scenario. Yeah, good, good segue, Brian. Yeah, thank you. It's a lot of these, yeah, I mean, this, this, actually the first path. So, Eleven spectacular cliff paths. Right, um, and uh, they're, they're just—it's kind of one of those things you just have to go and see. We can't really describe each path, but um, allow me to try. Yeah, <laughs> take the reins, Brian. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, a few of them in China, and and um, let's see here, where else? I thought I saw one in Bolivia and yeah, Italy. So- beautiful, beautiful, beautiful paths with you know just some. It's basically like, you know, like walkways around uh, mountains that you can just have some, like, spectacular views from. Um, And for me, I could never, ever go on any of these paths. I was going to say. I I have a problem with heights. And, like, these these paths are, like, right on on mountains, which is awesome. It's really cool that they built these things out. It's like they're, they're basically handcrafted in the side of mountains. Um, but I would be so freaked out to even like walk on one of them. There's one of them that's glass. Yeah, the, the glass bottom one. <laughs> yeah. What would happen would I would I would slip on my own pee. Yeah, exactly. That I had just you know loosed all over the tra- path because that's what, of my fear. That's what happens to me is like when I get to at like a height like that. Wait, and you, I start you to, pee yourself? N- well, <laughs> let's not. No, just that one time. It, Wait, wait. It wait. depends. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. Um, so no, no, no. That, that's what happens to me is where I don't pee myself. Oh, okay. Mostly, but then you know, like you couple. I, yeah, I uh, I get to the point where I start to imagine the things that might happen. You know, like I, oh, yeah. I get to like so I start looking down and I'm like, man, this pe- this pane of glass could just break through right now, yeah. and I would die. Like you know, and the it was, like a horrible scenario. death. Yeah, and so like it, that starts to mess with my mind. And I just start. I just keep backing up, like backing up, backing and backing and backing up until I get like off into like a safe harbor, you know. Which there is none on this. No, path. <laughs> there is none. So I would be like running backwards, which is probably more dangerous than standing. Way, 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 way more dangerous yeah. than just in taking in the beauty. Um, but yeah, in, you know, in hindsight, now that <laughs> now that we're talking about this, probably mm-hmm. a bad example of something to put on a podcast, but. Well, we'll put the link in the, the notes. We're going to have a link. And you, now we you know, know about Brian's crippling fear of heights. Of heights, yeah. So, um, you know, don't ever don't ever know. try to use that against me like in Vertigo or something. <laughs> what about this? Uh, it's like a it's like an inn. Uh, where is this? In Switzerland? Do you see this one, Brian? With, um, oh, okay. It's like hewn into the rocks. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. It's pretty. An Ebenalp. 
Oh, Eben Alp. Okay, there you go. Eben Alp okay. Mountain. Um, and it's called Asher Mountain Restaurant, and it's just kind of hewn into the rocks. and It's like built into the rock. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Okay. Well, um, for those of you that aren't afraid of heights, you can go out and experience all these trails. Um, I will never experience any of them <laughs> except from like 150 feet away where I will... Or from the internet, from, well, I will, I will, I will look at them and Google I will, admi- I will, yeah, Google Maps, Google Earth, I, guess. I will admire them, but I will never go there because, <laughs> like Glenn said, I will pee myself. I would have a hard time too. Yeah, I think I would just think about like, I don't know, I have nightmares about like my daughter, like, yeah, you know, oh, she's just the edge, oh no, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it'll, yeah, that'll, that'll definitely ooh, do you. Ooh. Um. Okay. So. So. <laughs> <laughs> so up next we've got uh, this is a good this this one lighter uh, yeah this is a lighter uh, lighter post um, Project Mayhem posted uh, Ice Cube Kevin Hart and Conan share a lift car at TeamCoco.com so the idea behind this clip which is is actually really funny um, Conan O'Brien's like somebody that I've always thought was pretty pretty funny guy. Um, he gets together Ice Cube and Kevin Hart, and they don't tell anybody, but they use the the, new, the Lyft service to hire a car to come pick him up and then drive him around L.A. Um, <laughs> with hilarious consequences. Right. Uh, involves uh, buying Fodies at Fodies. a uh, yeah. 7-Eleven. Right. Uh, um, along with some Swisher Sweets. Yeah. Some... Uh, some talks about like the differences between races that they, they yeah. get into, um, you know, the, uh, the, the tightness of Conan's pants, the tightness of Conan's pants, the, they they try to stiff the guy on the bill. Um, right. and it, actually I, I'm pretty sure this is a clever ad for Lyft. If you were mm, thinking about that mm-hmm. brilliant marketing, actually it could be, I bet it was cause he talked about how simple the app is and all this stuff. Oh, okay. So, so I just be, got my little Lyft app here. Yeah. Okay. So it's a really funny clip. And could be actually some sneaky guerrilla marketing for Lyft. Well done, well done, Lyft. Yeah, and and Team Coco and Team Coco for putting that together. It, yeah, but it's pretty funny. Um, if you're sensitive to language or at work, uh, might want to. No, there's no. They, they bleep oh, everything they bleep out. It out. That's they bleep right. it out. So you're right. you're cool. Never mind. Yeah, just pretend that when they bleep, they're saying puppies and rainbows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fiddlesticks. Yeah, fiddlesticks. <laughs> fiddlesticks. There you go. <laughs> Um, but go check it out. Um, yeah, teamcoco.com. Um, good, good little, good little, good little clip. Good, good little clip. It's it's ten minutes long. So it's, yeah. is it? Yeah, oh, ten okay. minutes. So didn't seem like that. Yeah, it's it's really funny though. Good stuff. Good job, Ice Cube. <laughs> I knew you had it in you. Um, okay, so for the final final interesting post, this is uh, this is very interesting. Um, this is. Posted by uh, Men's Gear. Um, so Men's Gear says uh, they, they posted Batman Suite. Um, so this is a hotel in, where is it? Is it Taiwan? Where's Taiwan. It? Taiwan. Ka- oh, man. Kaohsiung uh, City, Taiwan. Has, Ka- there's a K. Ka- anyway, we'll, we'll post that name. Yeah. Or you can, anyway. It's the Eden Hill Hotel's Batman Suite. Okay. And, um... So this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's basically a hotel room that is completely like it almost looks like a video game. It does, yeah. It's like completely tricked out in Batman 
This is like somebody that wants to like psychotically be Batman where right. they would stay. Right. Um, it's got like a cave theme going on. It's got it's got the the Batmo the like the Rumbler or is that what it's called? Tumbler. The, the it's tumbler. tumbler. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the t- like a oh, Tumbler is like a couch. It's it's a it's, it's a, a couch. Is that what that is? It's a it's a couch. Isn't it? I don't know. Or is it just a piece of furniture? I I, no, it, I don't know. I think it's a couch. But there's like a bat a bat symbol everywhere. It's yeah. it's almost like I think it's kind of fashioned <laughs> after the like nineteen. Eight, it was it 1989 Batman with with uh oh yeah with um yeah Tim Burton and uh, and uh, Kevin uh, no uh, not Kevin uh, <laughs> what's his name I want to say Kevin Bacon, <laughs> Kevin Bacon. it might as well be uh, it's what? not Kevin Bacon no it's not uh, Kevin Bacon it's um yeah. the guy with the thing yep, that yep. does the uh, Keaton Michael Keaton Michael Keaton there we go Michael Keaton yeah one? Michael Keaton okay. Yeah, we'll go with well, that. Well, and Kim Basinger. Yeah. yeah. What? Brian, are you... Oh, no, no, no. This is, this I know all about I, this film. I know about this This film. is distinctly... And maybe this is a little TMI, right? But I remember watching this movie. I was in kindergarten. And I remember thinking... I saw Kim Basinger, and I was like... Uh, wait, that's a girl. Mm-hmm. And like that was my first... That was like your... Yeah. Like, ooh. Your moment. Ooh, yeah, I think I like girls, kind of. Yeah. Right. I mean, I started early. I was, you know... How do I put this modestly? I, the ladies liked me oh, about okay. kindergarten. Oh, wow. Um, okay, so you were one of those like, guys. And then, like, second grade, I was old news. Yeah. So, wow. but yeah. No, I'm kidding. I, they they didn't like me. <laughs> um, but I did like Kim Basinger. Right. And that's what I... Yeah. Did me all. Didn't we all like Kim Basinger back in the day? And let's not make it sound like it's in the past. Well, that's true. Yeah. I haven't seen... Well, what's the last movie she's been in? I don't know. It might be in the past. <laughs> she's a beautiful woman. Batman. Batman, yeah. <laughs> 1989. Batman right. Returns again. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. I can't remember. The, I don't know. That would actually be kind of a funny... Speaking of movies that should be made, like... You know how they did Indiana Jones? Mm. The... Th- the the modern one, where, the alien you know, one, yeah, which was just sorry, weird. spoiler alert. Whoops, uh, the other <laughs> alien, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, okay, but you know, it was a bit. They kind of jumped the shark, I thought. Um, yeah, in a lot of ways, uh, but yeah. but that would be funny to have like an old Batman, <laughs> like have Kim, yeah, like or, or Harrison Ford, Kim, Kim, yeah. yeah, I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. That's interesting. Yeah, Kim Basinger, you it's, know, like it's like the old grandma Batman. Yeah, uh, yeah, the love interest. Yeah, oh, maybe not. Okay. <sighs> That's the theme of this, this yeah. episode, I guess. Is okay. Turning things into movies. Yeah, so movies, right. Um, so, yeah, but this is apparently a real hotel room. You can, if you are, if you love Batman, mm-hmm. if you really like Batman a lot, you can go stay in this hotel room. I don't know how much it is. I can't read the website. It's all in Taiwanese. <laughs> um, I can't, you know, I, have, I can't discern any information about this. All I can see is the pictures. Um, but I can tell you, I do, I would like to stay there. I'm not a huge Batman fan, but I, I would, I would, I think it'd be one of those places where I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, where am I? The question. And then you realize and. Okay. So the question that I have. Okay. So I'm going to say one more thing about this. Okay. Batman hotel room. Right. Notice in the picture. Yes. The bed position Hang and the bat second. signal position. Hang on a second here. Yes. Okay. So uh-huh. when you're laying down in bed, this is what you see. Oh, that's what the, that's what that picture is. Yeah. So you see a bat signal over the main bedroom in the suite. So 
this could be a very, very specific room for people that are, uh, how do we say this, um, into sexually into Batman. Huh. I'm just saying. I, that, I, that's the impression I get. Because you're when you're <clears throat> on the bed, you look up and you see a bat signal. You might be right. I, I don't know. Maybe I, it's Taiwanese culture. It could be. I I don't mean mm-hmm. that as a as a jive. There's nothing wrong with liking Batman sexually. I guess. I mean, we're not talking like the actor. We're talking the actual symbol. But <laughs> you know, whatever. That's all I want to say about that. Is okay. That, the the placement of the bat signal in the room. I'm just saying. I I, I get what you're. Yeah. I get what you're. I I think it's odd. I mean, I you know you're. It's uh. yeah. It's just you know I don't know. But I, I, and where maybe, does that go? Does that go to the outside? Is, is it? That... I think that's just like the main light. Maybe that's just the main light fixture in the room, and it just could be. It just so happens it's over the bed. Yeah, I don't know. But we'll say it's just chance. Yes, we'll say that that's just chance. So. Okay. Okay, I'll give you that. We're gonna move on from there because. Uh, Obvious reasons. Um, yes. Okay, so that was that was the interesting stuff that's been posted to Gentleman last week. Um, if you have stuff that you want to post to Gentleman.com, you should go to Gentleman.com and you should sign up and you should register and start posting stuff. And maybe we'll talk about you on the podcast. We might. We might. If you post good stuff, we might talk about you on the podcast. That's right. So I mean, we ha- we've been known to do that. We've, we have been known to do that. So uh, go to gentlemen.com, sign up, join our site, join the congregation. Um, we'd, be li- we'd be glad to have you. What was that? that Sorry, like- I thought I heard something. <laughs> I know. I feel like there's somebody like outside or something. There's somebody running around on your roof. Yeah, okay. Um, might be Batman. I don't know. Are we doing anything wrong? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, hopefully it's not Batman. Nope. That means we're in trouble. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, it's a... Uh, ice you know machine. It's the ice machine. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Um, so moving on. Uh, up next, we got the Gentleman Toast of the yes. Week. Um, and this is this is a great toast. This is a great man, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always enjoyed his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The, the reasons why he's being included on this podcast are a little bit kind of it's kind of a downer um, yeah. unfortunately I mean the guy the reason why that we actually decided to include him on the podcast is because he actually passed away on Christmas Day yes um, in 1995 right um, that's a very sad thing and we don't yeah we're upset about we that we all gotta go sometime right that's right and it, you know might as well but, be on Christmas okay I wanna say yeah if he's gonna go out, <laughs> must well be on Christmas Day. I heard the bell. Yeah, seriously. There you go. Christmas yeah. Day. So this this man is Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Yeah. Dino. Dino. Dino Martin. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually I was reading about this guy, and there's a lot of stuff I didn't know about. Him. The only thing I knew about him was the Rat Pack stuff, right? His entertainer stuff. But it turns out that this guy, um, he dropped out of school at the age of 15. And for the re- the reason he cited for dropping out of school at 15 was that he felt he was smarter than his teachers. But what he ended up doing, as soon as he dropped out when he was 15 years old, is he delivered bootleg liquor. Um, he ran gaming tables at a speakeasy. He was a blackjack dealer. Um, he worked in a steel <laughs> mill, and he was a boxer. He was a welterweight boxer. Wow. So that's quite a resume for a 15 year old. Um, oh, I thought he said 18. No, 15. Wow. That's what, when he dropped out of high school, that's what he decided to do. It's like he's like 
All right, let me let me see what I'm going to do next semester. Uh, let's see, uh, boxing. Yeah. Uh, I think I got my legging. yeah. I think I got my math down. I'm going to go out and you know <laughs> do some cards. I'm going to run some card tables for wow. speakeasies. I'm going to yeah. So interesting there. And from there, like he went on from boxing, um, you know, running game tables, doing bootlegging to have an entertainment career where he was a singer. And he built that into a movie career. Joined the Rack Pack. Um, lots of stuff. A bunch of movies with Jerry Lewis. A bunch of movies with Jerry, Jerry that's, Lewis. That's how I came to know Frank Martin. Right. Frank, Frank Martin. Martin. <laughs> not, not the K-State. Not the ex-K-State <laughs> basketball coach. Dean, Mar- Dean Martin. That's how Frank, I we love you. <laughs> Go Gamecocks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, Dean Martin. Dean yeah. Martin. That's how I came to it. My dad was a huge Jerry, Jerry Lewis, Lewis fan. fan. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> my brother and I and my dad would all... That would be actually kind of our thing. We'd go and watch... Right. And my dad Dean would Ma- laugh louder. So they have like, mo- like Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin movies. Is that, is that the thing? Yeah, he, yeah. They did a bunch of stuff together. Oh, okay. It was like Dean Martin was the cool guy and you know, and Jerry Lewis was the the slappy... Well, it's interesting because like there, I was reading this Wikipedia kid. thing and they were talking about like whether or not this guy had like mob connections in order to get like his like kind of his start in the yeah. entertainment industry yeah. because like the the mob guys ran all the clubs and that's where he started singing at right um well, so Sinatra I mean yeah he had, he had mob ties there's some things going on there <clears throat> not that I know of I, I don't know anything about that I wouldn't know anything about that it's okay he's passed oh okay yeah so we think Sinatra had mob ties yeah, we can yeah we can say that maybe yeah. I don't know, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, we'd have to look that up, I guess. Yeah, we'd have to look it up. Um, but yeah, and you know, the it, it, he passed away on 1995 on Christmas Day. Bad time to go, but you know, it's an interesting. I it, yeah, yeah. He had a long life. Something. He had a long life. Good stuff. Uh, one thing I remember from him, this guy <laughs> Dean Martin, is have you ever seen Cannibal Run? It is. If I have, it's been a really long time. Okay, Cannibal Run. The thing about this movie is like it was. I think it was like nineteen. It's like nineteen eighty or nineteen seventy nine. Oh. Um, it's like a like a, a racing movie is about like all these different groups like racing you know across the U S or whatever. And Dean Martin's in this movie, and he is three sheets to the wind. I mean, like, no, like ten sheets to the wind. Uh, the whole like during the like we were watching his character on. I mean, he's he is drunk. This is what he actually was drunk while filming. Yeah, like super <laughs> like obviously that wasn't his. He, he wasn't even like he wasn't even he was he wasn't even trying. Like it was just like he's drunk on scene. Like he's like reading his notes like while he's on camera. <laughs> uh, I just remember like seeing the clips of it, and he's just. I mean, he's like super older tan. Uh, yeah, like, very like you know tanned yeah. up. And just, you know, had a few whiskeys before we went on and just started blurting stuff out, you know. <laughs> so, anyway. And Hollywood's come a long way. It has. It has. But, you know. <laughs> That's you know. funny. So, Dean Martin. But I will say that his Rat Pack stuff, you know, like his, yep. he had a Dean Martin variety show that went yep. on for like 10 years or something like that. Yep. Um, you know, boxer speakeasy game table uh, when you're 15 and you're yeah. the guy that's running the speakeasy game table. you learn about life really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. So, toast to you, Dean Martin. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Um, okay, so next up is the the gentleman top five list for this week, um, and this week we're gonna we're gonna go back to something we talked about. I think on episode one we talked about movies on manly movies. We did, yeah. And one of the ones on here actually made it into our manly movie list for just all time manly list. But okay, so for for this week, the Christmas episode, gentlemen, podcast, um, we're gonna be talking about the top five manliest Christmas movies, and. You know, I've got to say, as I always say, that people may disagree with this list, but we have scientifically proven that these are, in fact, qualitatively and quantitatively, the top five yep. manly Christmas movies of all time. There's really no leeway. There's no, there's no, there's no argument. You know, I know you might feel differently, but these are scientifically yep. proven as the top five mm-hmm. manliest Christmas movies of all time. So at number five, we're going to start off. Number five is a movie called Scrooged. Scrooged. Yeah. I think I'm way off base. Yes, you're, well, you're a tad off base, sir. Frank Cross is more than the youngest network president in television history. Call security. Have them change his locks and toss him out of the building. Oh, he's fired? It's Christmas. Thank you. Call the county. Stop his bonus. Um, and this movie stars Bill Murray as a... And I actually... I just recently watched this movie. It's a... Yeah. Um, because, you know... It's a classic. It's a classic, you know. Um, this is a movie that takes the story of, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge um, and moves it into kind of a modern... If you say modern as the 80s was modern. Uh, About 30 years ago. Yeah, 30 years ago modern. 25. But... It's a good story because what it is is it's a it's a guy that's the, the in charge of a television station and he's kind of like lost all bearings on what's important in life, um, and then it takes a little bit of extra help, but he figures out at the end that you know he knows what what really is important and he figures everything out and there's some redemption at the end. It's a good movie. I I uh, I don't know. I, I just love I just love Bill Murray. I mean, obviously. Oh, and and we toasted him last. Uh, yeah, last we week. did. Yeah, we did. We talked about Bill Murray last week. Is a great actor. Love his movies. Um, so that plays into it a little bit as well. He does a very excellent um, interpretation of Ebenezer Scrooge um, in this movie. He does do a good job, yeah. But um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a good story of redemption, understanding what's important in life. You know, you know, all those qualities. Yeah, it's good. In in only a way that Bill Murray could and only a way present that, it. Yeah, Bill Murray could do it. Right. So that's that's Scrooge. That's number five. Number four is is a very like I think this is a very common, you know, manly Christmas movie. And this is Christmas Vacation. Christmas it's all about Chuck Griswold. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. And he really uh, the guy that played Uncle or Cousin Eddie. Um, yes. Uh, gosh, I forget his name. John. Really? Yeah. He got in trouble with the law, man, for uh, uh, maybe not paying his taxes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he and his wife kind of had a, a little a rough patch there for a while. What is I it? ain't seen a beating like that since somebody stuck a banana in my pants and turned a monkey loose. What is his His Oh, he's a Quaid. He's Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. There you go. Which I didn't piece together was his brother was Dennis Quaid until. Really? Nah, maybe not. No, I think yeah, I think yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think they're brothers. Uh, anyway, Randy Quaid maybe best um, supporting. He should have won best supporting actor that year. I think. Can you believe it? They used to test H bombs on this beautiful piece of property. All I know, Clark, is that my teeth have never been whiter, and my garden is spitting out fifty pound tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know that metal plate in my head. Ah. 
How can I forget? I had to have a replace because every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. Right. Now, that's a bold statement coming from a slapstick comedy. But, uh, yeah, Chevy Chase is great in that movie. Um, yeah. What, what, uh, what's, what's... I have, I have a friend who who watches who watches it every year religiously. I know, yeah, I know people like this too. Like every Christmas, that's the movie they watch. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, and it's it, I think it's because um, that may be the first movie to hit on the nose the fact that you know everyone's family's kind of screwed up a little bit. and yeah. seen them at the the holidays, but as long as you're not Clark Griswold, you know mm-hmm. it's not going to be that bad. <laughs> it cannot yeah. be as bad as Clark's. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's true. That's a good point. Um, yeah, no, I it it's got a lot of good themes in it. You know, yeah. he's he's all about the family. He does one of those family da- family down, and he ultimately does. And then he he you know kind of <laughs> the cat in the Christmas drags, tree drags his way out of it. You know, I mean, a lot of you redemption. Know, a lot of dads. Uh, yeah, we got a redemption thing going on here. Well, a lot of dads, a lot of you know family guys can can relate to this. Yeah, you know, he wanted to give your family the perfect Christmas, and then falling. Way short. Very, And then very going short. slightly crazy. Right. But then, like, coming back from that. Right. Pulling it together. Pulling making together. things right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. What else do you want from a Christmas movie? That's good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, so number three on the list is one that is a little bit weird. It's a little bit different. But it, it, it you know, it is a Christmas movie because it's set at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And again, this is set in a warmer climate. This is set in Los Angeles. This is this is Lethal Weapon. Riggs! Yeah. <laughs> Riggs! Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Lethal Weapon, uh, for those of you, like, you may not remember that this is this is actually, this is set at Christmas time. There's yep. a lot of Christmas themes going on in this movie. And the guy that directed this actually is is well known for actually setting his movies in around Christmas. Really? Um, that's, yeah, it's one of the things he kind of, it's like a recurring thing with him is that huh. the movies, I think he also did a movie called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is like a night, 19... Or no, uh, mid two thousands movie that's also huh. set in L A during Christmas, um, with Mel so. Gibson and Danny Glover. No, oh, it's okay. actually, but um, <laughs> gosh, she was in it. Uh, uh, Mar- uh, Mar- uh, Martin Downey Jr. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. and um, who's the guy in uh, the Saint? Uh, oh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, I think is, is in it. Okay, so Weird. yeah, um, odd combo. Yeah. So anyway. Um, but yeah, so Lethal Weapon, uh, you know, great action movie. Um, backdrop is Christmas, you know, it's it's Riggs and <laughs> what's Danny Glover's character? Oh, yeah, what is his name? Oh, I can't remember. All um, I remember is Riggs. Yeah, Riggs. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, them against the ultimate terror threat, right? On Christmas, exactly. You know. Uh, in LA, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great like late '80s action movie thing. You know, like you can almost envision like where the the director like went to go like you know pitch this movie to the studios, and he was like, <laughs> he was like, okay, it's Christmas. <laughs> He's a criminal's worst nightmare. A cop who enjoys the danger. No guns, no jujitsu, just bring him down. Do you really want to jump? Well, then that's fine with me. Come on. Wait, what do you mean? Wait a minute. What the hell? He was ready to retire. Now, he's gonna wish he had. Gun! Oh! 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 
Raj, meet your new partner. New partner? <laughs> In a world where <laughs> it's Christmas and Mel Gibson is... Actually, the way you're doing that right now yeah. sounds a lot like the next movie in the list. That's true. Because that, the actually the trailer, I'm yeah. pretty sure the trailer for that has. That's true. Not That's true. not to cut Lethal Weapon no, no, no. short. Yeah, I'm just Let's saying. Let's give it its due. Like, but... like, Lethal Weapon, yeah, solid Christmas movie. You know, whatever. But you're right. Number two on the list, very similar in some ways. Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard. You know, um, which is actually one of the ones we talked about. It's like one of the manliest films of all time. Right. Um, also set in L.A. Yep. Um, Christmas time. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, John McClane, he's coming in for the holidays. That's right. His, you know, his wife's been kidnapped in this yep. huge office building. You know, he's not comfortable in L.A. He hates L.A., but he's gonna go in there and like go get his wife back. Unbeknownst to him. You know, terrorists have taken over and kidnapped his wife. He's the New York cop. What's right. he doing in L.A.? You right. Know? Um, so, yeah, again, like a great premise for a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, it, 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 again, it's a great movie for, like, like it's a Christmas movie. You know, you got the Christmas vibe going on there, but it's very, like, very manly. Yeah, if you want to watch on. a movie and you don't want to watch, like, you know. Yeah. A claymation. A claymation, Rudolph. Something at Christmas. Exactly. Right. Poppin' Die Hard. Poppin' Die Hard. Good, good family movie. It's a good day to die hard. That's right. Well, it's all about you know <laughs> he's saving his his wife and in unpredictable and unbelievable ways. Unpredictable and nearly unbelievable ways. I mean, you know, there's a scene where he's like, there's a scene where he's running through with the he's got no shoes on. He's like <laughs> running through the glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about that. He loses mm-hmm. his shoes like. Yeah. That's 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 is there an elevator in that one. In one of the diehards, there's an elevator, right? I think that might be in the first one. I the, the second one is very kind of run together yeah. for me a little bit. I remember the second one very distinctly because there's some very like I remember like the the, the scene where he's like trying to land the plane with the torches and like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The first and the second diehard. I think they're both set in in the Christmas time. The same director? I don't know. Probably. Probably. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's yeah. A, wait, I don't know. Fact check us on that. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. But Die Hard, number two on the list of manliest Christmas movies of all time. Um, you know, that's that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's that's a solid list. But we've got one more to talk about. One more. But before we do, we gotta go. We gotta go back and, and give people an idea of what we talked about. So, um, number five was Scrooge. Number four was Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Number three was Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. And number two is Die Hard. Number one is an obvious choice, some would say. Yep. Some would say it's an obvious choice. It's a Wonderful Life. Yep. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, what's the matter? I get out of here, Bert, or I'll hit you again. Get out of here. What the Sam Hill you yelling for, George? You. George. Bert, do you know me? Know you? (laughs) You kidding? I've been looking all over town trying to find you. I saw your car piled into that tree down there, and I thought maybe you... Hey, your mouth's bleeding. Are you sure you're all right? What you... <laughs> My mouth's bleeding, Birch! My mouth's bleeding! Zuzu pedals! Zuzu... There they are! Birch! What do you know about that? Merry Christmas! Well, Merry Christmas! Yay! Yay! Hello, 
It's a great, it's a great film. It's a classic film. Frank Capra. Yep. Um, you know, why why would this be manly, Glenn? What's manly? Let about me this let movie? me tell you why this is manly, Brian. This is a manly movie because it's a story of oh another another man another movie about redemption. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy he falls down on his luck. He can't seem to quite piece it together. He turn it kind of turns into the guy he doesn't want to be, and then yeah, you know, right. Um, so he's going to turn things around. Yeah, he has another turns shot. things around again. He's going to yeah. make it right, and uh, he gets to see what what the mistakes he made in his life were, and that he still has time to fix them. Right. So it's a it's more of a modern Scrooge. I mean, or, it is. It is. It's very similar to that. Um, you know, another kind of like Family Guy movie. But what's more manly than you know, like being a Family Guy and 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 doing the right thing when you're when you're getting called to. Um, yeah, it's a wonderful life. I it, when I grew up, I didn't really get you know. I don't. Th- I don't think I really got it. You know that. Yeah. The movie. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's a it's a pretty deep movie, really, actually. And uh, as I kind of got older, like I watched it, you know, a few more times, and I started like I started thinking about some of the themes in the movie, and you realize why it's such a classic. It brings yeah. up a lot of kind of uh, interesting, reoccurring themes that people have in their lives about. You know, you look at the guy that, that, you know, thinks he's lost everything, but really he's got his whole family, and that's right. what's most important in life. Friends. And, and friends and family, and, yep. and, you know, he totally loses sight of that because he's trying to, you know, hold on to the one thing that that he's, you know, been so obsessed with for his whole life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's a, it's a really compelling story, um, you know, so that's a, that's a manly, you know... It's a, it's a tradition at my, my family. Yeah. Um, my... Parents, mm-hmm. growing up, we always watched It's a Wonderful. Yeah. I think we watched it on Thanksgiving. Maybe is really? that is that? Yeah, we haven't done it in recent years. But yeah. the think you know Thanksgiving and Christmas kind of spread out. Now we all have our yeah. own families. But right, yeah, it was. I think yeah. we watched it on Thanksgiving. Yeah, football and It's a Wonderful Life. There you go. That's Boom. a good Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. So to, you start looking forward to Christmas there, and yeah, it's Jimmy Stewart. You can't. He's the man. You can't go wrong. Yeah, I, I smell a toast coming up. Yeah, in, we in could. Future. We should. We should talk about him. He was in a lot of my favorite movies, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's there's our there's there is the quintessential, the yep. ultimate, the final top five manliest Christmas movies. I shouldn't say final because next year at Christmas we might actually do another top five right manliest. But th- that'll be more like a five through. Or, or like a six through ten, right? Because this is this is the definite this is the scientifically proven. right. The six through ten, we're not quite so sure about. <clears throat> They're probably yeah. more up for grabs. There's a little yeah. bit more leeway in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in those, but so start writing movies and directing them and recording them, and we will <laughs> consider them for next year's top five yes. list. Yes, we will. All right. So finally, finally, we have uh, questions from the gentleman mailbag. And these, of course, this is uh, this is a Christmas episode of, of mm-hmm. the Gentleman Podcast. So these are all Christmas themed questions, Glenn. Um, and so the first one is, what is the best Christmas gift that you've ever received? All right. So best Christmas gift I've ever received was this year. Right. Though I can't. It's a tie for the best. Well, okay. So this year, I actually last last week, almost last week. Uh, my wife and I had another daughter, so okay, right around Christmas time. Yeah, um, so that that was probably my the best. best. You have to, I mean, yeah, you gotta I can't, go with that. I can't. Now my other daughter, the gift of life, right? Yeah. My other daughter's, you know, in February, so I 
right. was a Christmas gift, but also the but, best yeah, gift I've ever both, been. Yeah, both both so, equally good gifts. But this one, in, in timeliness, it yes. was, yeah. Yeah. My daughter, Jillian, so. Okay. Well, congratulations Thank on that. You. As I've Thank As you. I've said, yeah. I'm sure... Everyone that's li- like the yeah. the one person or two people that are actually listening. Yeah. To this. Well, mom knows. Okay, so mom, your mom, your mom would probably congratulate okay. you there. So, so really, your mom knows. and grandma. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, yeah. So, that's, so yeah, that's that's my that is a good gift. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a couple weeks towards Christmas and sure and yeah, die. yeah, exactly. No, that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Jillian's awesome, and uh, that is the best Christmas gift you possibly mm-hmm. best Christmas gift you could possibly get. Not free. Not free. Not a free gift. Expensive. Very expensive. You know, in the long run. But, but totally worth it. Yes. In every way. Yep. Yes. Um, so I'd say for, for me, there's a couple of things that strike my mind. Um, and, and we were talking about the um, uh, the Lego ornament earlier on. Um, yes, yeah. And I talked about how I, you know, um, how I do an ornament every year. And, you know, this is one of those things is when I was growing up, like you're talking about a tradition is like my mom, when, when I was growing up, um, every year at Christmas, she would do like a handcrafted like or, ornament, you know, for every, for every year. Um, and so like when I was growing up, I didn't really appreciate it very much. You know, sure. it's one of those things where you're a kid, yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, you don't really, Oh, that's great. You know, great yeah. mom. You know, thanks for the, thanks for the darn ornament mom. <laughs> you know? Um, but, but then like as later on, you know, I started to appreciate it more and more. And then my mom passed away about three years ago. Yeah. And, uh, so now I have all those ornaments and that's, that's probably the, on the better end of stuff, you know, because they're in the tree. Not, no, I have okay. them, I have them packed away, okay. but like, you know, it's, but that's a nice, that's a nice yeah. thing that I have. That's a really good gift that, you know, a sneaky good gift that I didn't think about at the time. You know, you, you, you kind of like, you have your list of gifts that you yeah. want, you know, but you never think about stuff like that. But that really is probably one of the better gifts. Oh, oh, these aren't Reebok pumps. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, exactly. So, so, but that, that's probably that's one of the, cool. yeah, that's one of the, the, the more gifts that I've cherished as I've gone on in life that yeah. I really appreciate now. Um, so yeah, that, that would probably be it. So, um, okay. So the next, the next question is, um, if you could go anywhere in the world for Christmas, like you could maybe like for you with your family, you could go anywhere oh, for in the Christmas. World. Yeah. For Christmas. Ah. This is like, if you travel anywhere, where would you go? I'd probably go somewhere where there's lots of snow. So yeah. Okay. Uh, Vermont or, oh, okay. uh, you know, I kind of, I don't know. I, I like the, I like, you know, or, or Colorado. And okay. Yeah. Ski or something like that. That's good, Swiss yeah. Alps, maybe. The Swiss I don't Alps. Know. There you I've go. It's anywhere in the world. But I think. So. But I think of you know Christmas is. Uh, it's not American, but I I know no, but I know America. Anywhere Christmas. in the world. Anywhere in the world. So Swiss Alps, maybe. I've heard that's good. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, Swiss Alps. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah, that's a good choice. All right. So I was, I was thinking about this one, and you know, like my favorite place to go, in the world is Australia, mm-hmm. and I started thinking, okay, I I would probably I'd go to Australia. You know, if I could go anywhere in the world. But the thing about Australia is, um, it's it's like summer there. When <laughs> right. I, I when I was there, like I went through, I like walked by like a major department store, and they had this thing where they did like a Christmas like you know the the spread type. the spread yeah. thing for Christmas, and it was like ninety degrees outside. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. So I went opposite that direction, but. I looked up. This is this this is the place that I would definitely want to be. Okay, and I would hope that you would be there with me. Okay, um, the Dunton Hot Springs in oh! Colorado. 
Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. How awesome would that be? That would be awesome. We'll because, have to link this up. Yeah, so we're, we're going to link this up, but the if you if you haven't heard of the Dunton Hot Springs, it's it's basically like an old pioneer town yeah. in Colorado that they've um they've basically made like modern and you can rent out cabins, but they give you like everything that you need to live there. And I'm sure in the winter it's just like an incredible like beautiful yeah. like snow packed like awesome little village that you can live in for yeah. however much but it's very expensive yeah because um, it's an old old mining town right it, it's an old mining or town, ghost town that they, or something that somebody came in there and they rebuilt cabins there that it's, yeah it's basically a resort now that you know if you have enough money to go there you can <laughs> I can't remember like, how much it's the, like tens of thousands yeah. of dollars to rent all, to rent all towns like 50,000 maybe for a weekend or something like <laughs> yeah. that. I mean it's ridiculous it, it's very expensive um, but but yeah if I can spend oh, Christmas man. anywhere it would like be great to grab all my a gentleman Christmas. Yeah, exactly. A gentleman Christmas. <laughs> that would be sweet at the Dutton Hot Springs. Um, that would be that would be the ultimate. Uh, I changed my answer. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we're both on the same page now. Agreed. That's that's what we're, that's the ultimate Christmas right there. Cool. Well deserves. Um, so Dutton Hot Springs. If you would like for us to um, preview your arrangements, uh, we would be glad to do so. Just send us an email, and we'll take care of yeah. the testing of that yes oh yeah yeah if you uh, are you yeah, talking to the, to the people that don't yeah at the, 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 I thought you were saying anybody's listening no we'll make your arrangements for no 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 no, no. <laughs> like, I'm what, saying are we a travel agency if, <laughs> we could be if you if you want to make travel arrangements we'll do anything just give us a call dial two yeah exactly no um if Dutton Hot Springs yes happens to be listening I which is a really remote possibility because mm-hmm. only five people in the world actually listen to this podcast yep. but if one of them happens to be mm-hmm. somebody at this resort mm-hmm. I would be extremely excited if they would let us at least test drive this one of these cabins it's a shameless plug but I think we, you did the right thing by going on a limb and doing it yeah I, I agree I agree okay it's only upside there's only upside to that <laughs> yeah okay so Finally, last Christmas... Well, uh, there's two more questions. One, this one's the last Christmas-related one. Okay. If you were an elf, Glenn, if you were an elf for Santa, you know, which is a great job, if you uh, you, know, if you think about it. Yep. Like, being an elf, I, I would be on board with that if I had the opportunity. But um, what department would you work in and what would you work on? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That- Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. Yeah, I, 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 I thought about this a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm not quite sure on all the different departments that mm. elves can work in. I'm sure they do, like... There's a myriad of different... Toys yeah. and well, it's, just, it's like a... Yeah, they go on down. Yeah, Like a department store. Well... I'd probably be in accounting. No kidding. <laughs> I'd cook Santa's books. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, think about it. He gives away all that money. He yeah. probably gets quite a tax write-off. That's true. That's true. I mean, this is the way. He gives away toys. He gives away toys. Um, but he's maybe, losing money every year. I, R&D. That's what I'm in. R&D. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm test That's driving good. the new toys. Yeah, there you go. All right. So you're... Think tank type. Yeah, think tank. Like, yeah. big idea guy. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an elf, so I'm tiny, but I right. have big ideas. Big ideas. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's a good... Yeah, that's legit, man. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. R&D. Mm-hmm. That's a good department, man. I, I didn't think about that one. I was trying to Probably think Probably an unofficial department. I went... Yeah, it is unofficial. Yeah, um, let's not talk about that anymore because I don't want you know. Uh, yeah, we've already had some people sneaking around. Batman, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. 
Um, I went introspective on this one, and I was like, man, what if I was an elf and I could just choose any department that mm-hmm. I could want to work in? And mine would probably be a guitar guitar oh, shop. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, Oof. I've always wanted to start building guitars, but it's like I've, I don't have the time, and I haven't. If I was an elf and I was building gifts for people every day, I would want to be building guitars out for people. You know, so you can actually do this. Okay. Well, I mean, you don't have to be an elf, but right. and you have to have money. Okay. But there's a school. It, it's like a school where uh, you can. It's like a six. Well, how many days is it? It's like a week or something like that. You go, and they teach you. It's like a crash course on making like luthier, guitars. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're like, you go. It's like a luthier school, but right. And it, I think it costs like ten thousand bucks or something. Ooh. And it's yeah. in, I think it's Portland area or Seattle, oh, okay. something like that. That's cool. You yeah. go there and they teach you, and it's like top notch. Really, but and you and you come home with like your own instrument, instrument you know, that you like, built. So wow. there you go. If you can't become an elf, yeah, or make it to the North Pole, that. yeah. That's true. That's true. I, I had a buddy who actually wanted me to. Oh yeah. To do that with him, and I would, I would have done it. Um, yeah, that's if, cool. You know, time and money and all. Well, that Well, money's stuff. yeah. That's and that's pricey. Kids. And, right. Well, yeah. Sure. But, okay. So yeah, that's good to know. So maybe before, maybe that, that could be like my application in. Right. Like I go and get that training course, Santa. and then look into that. <laughs> hey, Sam, have you ever made one of these in a week? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, but so here's the final question. Mm-hmm. All right, and this is a New Year's, just a New Year's question. Oh, right, right. Okay, so with the holidays, you know, Christmas is, is going to be over soon. You know, you start looking to yourself to, you start to turn toward the new year. You um, start to say, what are, your, what are your resolutions for the new year? Or do you have any resolutions for the new year? I, like? don't, I don't do the resolution thing. Okay. I, don't, I don't like resolutions. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I think... If I have to wait every, to a year right. to, you know, finally kick myself and say, all right, all right, all right, all right this year, you know, right. they just don't, I, well, well, shouldn't be Debbie Downer, but they usually don't work, right? Like right. gym memberships decline and right. yeah. all the stuff like three or, I think it's like by by February, nobody goes to gyms anymore. Right. You know, they're all, half the living world wants to get a gym membership in January. Yeah, sure. Um, so I don't, I don't really do the resolution thing. I do think develop, personal development is awesome. Um, I do something a little bit different. I do a yearly review. Okay. Um, which is, and it's not, it wasn't my idea or anything like that. There's a bunch of stuff out there on this. But basically, you go through and look what you did in the past year. And then you take, you, you think about, you know, what, what went right, what went wrong, where did you fall short. Mm-hmm. And then based on that, then you plan out the next year. Okay. Um, loosely, because right. obviously things change throughout the course of a year, but that's what I do. I don't right. know. So I don't really make resolutions. I just try to, I don't know, continually. Take stock. Yeah, take stock I of take, what's going I on. I take stock. I, yeah. I do like the point that there's like a firm break. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like in our minds, it's like a clean separation, like mm-hmm. a new leaf and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that. Yeah. So I would, yeah, I would describe my philosophy very similar. Um, oh, okay. I, I don't. I don't do the whole news resolution thing yeah. at all. Like I, I don't, I don't buy into that because yeah. you're right. I think it's you're setting yourself up to like only look at yourself from one one year to the next, and then like make some goal that you're you're probably not going to see yourself through on. You know, I, I I don't agree with that at all. But um, the one thing about New Year's that I that I always uh, I, I I think it's just kind of common to everybody that you start when there's like a new year coming around. 
you start looking back on yeah. on what you've done, and like you said, you do a New Year's review or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do anything like that, but I do start to find myself kind of like looking back on the last year and mm-hmm. seeing where I've kind of fallen short. Yeah, and what I've made up and it's it, or messed up, and it's weird because you know it, it is kind of the only time of the year that I really I sit back and I look back on the entire year and I say, oh man, I really yeah. Drop the ball Whoops. on that whole thing, you know, or whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, for the most part, you kind of like go on through your life, and you you don't you don't think about that stuff too much. But then it seems like every every New Year that comes around, whatever that is, that feeling or whatever, you just kind of have that introspective vibe about everything that you're looking back on, and yeah, you know, and that can be good and bad, you know. Like, I mean, I I I, I probably get more like introspective and like you know, bummed about the stuff that I fell short on. Really? And oh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I definitely look forward to the new year, but I also, I think it's more of my personality to look back on like what I've not accomplished mm. over the last year and, and, you know, been successful on and, and that kind of thing. But as far as resolutions go, it's garbage. If you, if you have, if you're doing garbage, if you're doing resolutions, you're doing it wrong. You're doing okay. it wrong. You heard it right yeah, here, you're here, folks. Here. Yeah. Brian McKinney yeah. telling it to you straight. Yeah, resolutions are, are yeah. Man. You don't need to be doing that. I, I have a Just theory. feel really sorry for yourself and yeah. upset about the yeah. last year and look yeah. back on it uh-huh. and don't do anything new in the new year to fix it. Yeah. That's the way to do it. That's the, And don't, don't act upon it. Yeah, don't act upon it. <laughs> Whatever you do. Yeah, and then the next year you'll feel it's the same thing. I mean, this this resolution business, we know it was started by fitness companies. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Because, yeah. Hey, what are your New, new Year's resolution? Yeah. What's well, a resolution? Yeah. Well, it's where you decide to lose weight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Join a gym. Yeah. Like ours. Hire me as a profers- <laughs> yeah. personal fitness expert. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I so, think I think it's because like I think it's because people aren't that serious when they make not serious. Yeah. They're it, not, it, is, it, does, it does seem like people tr- pick trivial things. Uh, I got to lose 50 pounds, you yeah, know, like, yeah, they, it's right. like arbitrary and Right. I don't know. I don't actually do I I don't even know anybody that actually does like oh, I do maybe they don't admit to it. Maybe they, maybe they have resolutions but they don't admit to it. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, we made it through that. Yeah. What do we have left, Brian? Uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. That really is. Um, we've got uh, to wrap up. Um, okay. So that was the, the Gentleman Podcast, episode four. Episode four. Thank you. If you are the one person that's listening to this, we thank you so much. Because so we actually have to stop saying that because at some point, we're going to have like three people. Three? You think? Maybe five. See, that, that would be my ultimate goal. Yeah. If you... If you're number five, if the person yeah. like the person that's listening is number five, email us. Email us. If you're the fifth, no, no, we'll email you. Yeah, if you're the fifth <laughs> subscriber to this podcast, we will email you and personally thank you because wow, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's me and Glenn, and the NSA is three, and then there's one other person. Well, hang on, there's lots then, of people in NSA. So, well, are yeah. we just counting organizations as one now? They only have one recording of it, Glenn. Oh, one subscription. One I subscription. They, they, the NSA uh, subscribes to it once, and then they spread it around. I mean, you know. Man, we're getting stiffed. Well, we're talking about Dino Martin. We're talking about, you know, right, right. Lord of the Rings. We're yeah. talking about. Roof. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. They, they're they're going to be all over Eggnog? this. Eggnog? Eggnog. Yeah. We're, yeah. We, we, yeah. 
The eggnog riot. <laughs> eggnog riot. Oh, eight, that's what tipped them off. Yeah, the 1826. We're talking eggnog. about uprisings. Yeah, so we're, I mean. Ugh. So at least we, okay, so that was the point. We got the NSA to listen to us. So that's number three. So if you are number five, which means that right. one person subscribed to it and you're the next person, then we thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, we do. And we're going to we're gonna send you an email um, or send us an email. If you're number five, send us an email. And you'll know when you're the fifth subscriber. We, you will. Because. Because. How will they know, Brian? Um, I think I think there's a light or something that. Yeah. Your computer might light up. Yep. Or. Um, I just sent us an email. You could you could guess. You could say <laughs> yeah. I'm probably the fifth subscriber. <laughs> yeah. Because if they if they've subscribed, there's like a one in, like, one in two chance that they're the fifth subscriber. So I like those odds. Yeah, th- those are good odds. So, uh, anyway, the point is, yeah. Thanks for listening to the. <laughs> thanks for listening to the episode. Um, I am Brian McKinney. I am sitting to the right of Glenn Stansberry, and this was the Gentleman Podcast. Thanks for listening to it. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's a good ending. Oh, man.